comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome back to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and if you were wondering who I was saying welcome back to, it was Logan Stump since he wasn't here last week. I was going to say, was that a welcome back for me since I, yes. I had to miss last week? That felt very... You know what's crazy, Jordan, is how fast weeks go by and how long ago things feel now that we've gotten old. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, goes, it goes fast. I just was recording the video game podcast yesterday, and you know we were celebrating 18 months of PS5 and Xbox yeah. Series X. It's already been 18 months of that. They don't even feel like they've been out that long. Like that's, right. you know, time marches on, right? I mean, some people haven't gotten a PS5 yet. So maybe that's how it's like. It doesn't feel that long. Yeah, since, not you, you know, <laughs> I've had it for like three months. Okay. It's not been that short. It's been like four or five. So, yeah. So that's what uh, time marches on. I, I, I was, while the countdown was going on, I was literally thinking, did Logan miss last week or did he miss the week before? And I had to think about it yep, before I did, I did the intro. Cause I was like, well, that was quick then. I don't know. Like it doesn't feel like that, that long ago that we last had you on, but also I knew you had missed one. So time is relative. I missed a ton too. I'm Aaron on the side. I got can. I'll make yeah. it. This is officially gone. I think we talked about that maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah we did get that one. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, what else happened? Oh, the Nashville opened a new stadium. We'll talk about that. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Blake bleached his hair. That's kind of cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff to get into. Lots of good stuff for us to get into. We'll start with a bit of news, I guess. Uh, Chicago Fire. Nearing the return of one Chris Mueller, who just left Gosh. Orlando at the end of the season last year. 25-year-old went over to Hibs or Hibernian um, in the Scottish Premiership. And uh, he's going to depart on a free transfer. Orlando's going to receive compensation, uh, which is going to be GAM. And uh, to get the MLS rights. And Chicago is going to get the Illinois native, Chris Mueller. Uh, He has not scored anything in the 
uh, league, the Scottish Premiership, but he scored one cup goal. He's out of both all competitions. I think it's been 15 appearances, one goal. So not great for Chris Mueller. They also just fired their manager over in Hibs. Uh, so there you go. There, there's reason right there. But for Chicago, this makes sense. They get a proven MLS guy. He is from their area, Shabilko and uh, and uh, Shakiri and uh, other players like that for Chicago have not really been scoring goals. So maybe this will help a little bit. They also are signing uh, Jairo Torres uh, as a young DP from Atlas. So uh, they're they're boasting their attack. You know, uh, their their top goal scorers, Logan, both have two goals, and that's Shabelko and Shakiri. The team itself has scored six goals. Do you know that is the lowest in MLS along with Vancouver? Mm-hmm. So they definitely need a boost. You're an Orlando <clears throat> City fan. You're aware of Cash Mueller. What is your thought here of him going to Chicago? Um, and do you think he can produce? Yeah, so he had 22 goals with Orlando, 126 matches, according to Fop Mob, uh, and we know that they can be a little bit off sometimes. But, um, but I mean, looking at his career stats, I mean, it, he's a guy that uh, he'll score goals uh, if he can get chances and create chances and opportunities on the wing. Um, thing about Chris is that, that I really like is that he's uh, tenacious. He's one of the, I mean, I think hardest working guys when he's out on the pitch. Like I think he's like an energizer and. I think with this team, I mean, slot him in the, in front of Shakiri um, next to you know, Shabelko. Uh, I think you've got a guy that's going to provide some chances for this team to score goals. I think being a Chicago native, uh, he had written a book about, you know, just being at home and, and, and being in Chicago and stuff like that uh, when he was a kid uh, and, and playing soccer, youth soccer there. And he, you know, I think it was interesting just to kind of follow his story and, Hibbs didn't quite work out, I think, like the way he wanted it to. He is an, he's on the older side. You and I talked about this, Jordan, because we were talking about guys that we thought were potential. I mean, this was a couple months ago um, that he was even in consideration. I think it was back in June or July when he's playing Gold Cup or something that we thought, you know, had he played well last season that he could have kind of kept par, maybe subbed in on, on some of those U.S. men's national team uh, <clears throat> appearances through the Gold Cup. And Nations League, but he just he didn't play very well last year, and you know he, there was this uh, talk of him being moved, and then he kind of fell out of favor with Oscar Perea here in Orlando, and uh, I don't think it was anything like personality wise. I think it was just the fact that he just wasn't playing very well, and then uh, as the season kind of went on, he just it was just like he never got back to that year um, that he had in 2020, and it, I think it kind of fizzled out for him, and then I think it kind of carried on into. Hibs over in the Scottish Prem, but um, I think this is a good move for Chicago. I, I like this move just because it gives them depth. It gives them a, a scoring option. Uh, he's not going to score a ton. I'd, I'd say three or four goals is pretty realistic, uh, but I, I like this move. His setting up for Shavelka, I think just you know his, that ability to kind of get inside and create is a big thing for him coming out on his left foot, and he creates pretty well on both sides, and he's going to press really well, so that kind of that kind of works out for Chicago, so 
I don't know. I, I think it's a great move for them. It's it's a free transfer, and they don't have to spend a ton on him. So, I don't know. I kind of like this move for Chicago. You and I were texting about it, but it's kind of my thoughts. They don't know that we talk outside the show. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> I, I was telepathically speaking to Jordan. No, I, I do agree with you. I think it's a good move for them. I think he'll score more than three or four. I guess it depends on what type of form he comes in on and how quickly he gets here, right? But um, it sucks for him, I guess. Uh, maybe he realized just going overseas wasn't on the cards. He didn't want to. Look, here's the thing. If you, we, we, like you said, he's at the age right now where that was his chance to go overseas, right? Like sometimes you get those age 25, 26, you're, that's your chance to go overseas. What he probably didn't want to do is stick it out of Hibs for so long, getting no playing time or no starts, you know, 11 appearances. Most of those were not starts. Not being in good form. And, he realized, okay, I could do that for a while and then maybe bounce around to an even smaller club over there like Belgium, regain form, then try to make another move, and that takes another two or three years. Or I can just go somewhere that's close to home. I can, uh, you know, score goals in MLS. I already, am a, I already know MLS, and I can, you know, make my case, right? Maybe he's interested in trying to get on that World Cup roster. Not sure if he would, right? But maybe that's a goal of his as well. He's like, time's ticking. I thought maybe going overseas would be better, but maybe I have to go back over to home. Two, it could just be he realized he couldn't cut it over there living, right? So you're far away from your family. It's just Mm -hmm. you. You're in a foreign country, and you realize, I miss home. And in this case, Maybe I can try to get something closer to home that's not Orlando. I can get Chicago because I'm from Illinois. You know, like maybe that is the process as it works as well. I don't know. Um, those are probably the two options. Like he realized when you go overseas, you can kind of get stuck in this like, uh, now I have to jump to this league to try to prove myself there, or I might have to take two steps back to try to get a step forward again. And that could take a while. And when you're 25, you don't got a while. Mm-hmm. right you're you're near the peak of your career especially in soccer right like you're at the point of i'm supposed to be in my prime from now till probably 32 right so i don't want to languish away on the bench wasting prime years yeah i mean i i, I guess you could take the matthew hoppy instance or the josh Sargent or the you know, those kind of guys that, like you said, Jordan, they're kind of journeymen and getting stuck in like this. You do getting stuck in this like vicious cycle that just spits you out in the end. Um, you know, and it, it, it's not so you're like, Jordan, I, I think you and I talked about this. And, and Chris, we didn't, I, I don't think either of us have him on a projected lineup for any part of the roster that's going forward in the U.S. Women's National Team. But I mean, you got guys like PFOC and Josh Sargent. You see what some of these moves can do to guys. Um, and Josh and Peacock are younger, um, so it's kind of like, you know, what what happens if you know stuff like like we talk about this. Like if you pick the wrong team or if you pick the wrong system, um, it can it can go pretty poorly for you. I thought the best one recently was a good choice, but he got hurt unfortunately. It was Jordan Morris and Swansea. Like I felt like he was really starting to fit into that club. 
um, and getting older in the, you know, in his career. But I mean, you got to be really careful about what you, what you pick. Like the next move that Christian Pulisic makes is crucial to, you know, his Huge. success going Pepe. Forward. Yeah. Goes yes. to Augsburg. There you go. Wasn't even used this last week, I believe. Right. Yeah. So DK, of course, now the good thing for Pepe is 18. Mm-hmm. So he's got that time. But if you're looking at somebody that's 25, right. You're like, Oh, I don't have that time. Yeah. Um, and and uh, th- that's probably part of the decision there. I don't have him really in a contention for a spot mm-hmm. on the roster, but if he's a professional and he's been in the U.S. team before, he thinks he does, right? Yeah. He, you have to think you do. Yeah. Right? So he's like, my best chance might be not – probably going over there, he thought my best chance is to get overseas. Mm-hmm. Then he wasn't doing anything. He sees, well, Pepe was called in when he was in MLS. I was called in when I was in MLS. Let me go back over there, score some goals, and maybe get some call-ups. Because Pepe is now out of form. Is he going to be called in? Probably not. Right. This is where it gets, like you said, Pulisic, he's always going to be called in. Mm -hmm. But his next move is crucial because he wasn't barely used again this week. Mm -hmm. Barely used at all the week before. Uh, I saw a U.S. account tweet something out on a day of the, I think champions league game with, uh, uh, or it was a game where Pulisic never made an appearance. Okay. And the U S account fan account post early that day, a gif of Pulisic scoring the goal, the, you know, that really nice goal he did mm-hmm. in the last window. And it said today, Christian Pulisic plays soccer. Guess what? He wasn't used. And most of the replies in that before the game, too, were, I don't know if he does. It's not a lock, right? And Mm. for a lot of these players overseas for the Americans, they're not a lock. So while we might say this is the most talented generation, this is the one that has the most talent, this is the one that Greg is underperforming with, this is this, this is that, pull six at Chelsea, etc., at the end of the day, what it comes down to is they're not the number one guy on their team. They're they're not even close. Pulisic is going to have to go to like an Everton. He's going to have to go to another club like that, a West Ham, somewhere where he actually has a legitimate chance of playing and being one of the stars on his team. Um, He's not going to ever be that for Chelsea. That's why I never wanted him to go there, even though I'm a Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. I was like... I don't want this conflict of interest. And guess what? The way that they've handled Pulisic has actually made me sour on Chelsea as a whole. I don't feel the connection there anymore because I want to see Pulisic do well there, but I also want the team to do well. So if the best option is him not to play, then I feel hurt. If the best option is for him to play and they don't play him, then I'm upset. So it becomes this thing of where I'm at war with the U S men's side and the club side. And of course, for me, it always goes U S men's national team first. So that's, that's part of that and why I didn't want him to go there, you know, cause I'm like, this is gonna This whole conflict of interest. Now it's cool to get a kit with the number 10 with the Pulisic, but yes, even if you look at his stats, his stats are pretty good. But the thing is the fans don't appreciate him. The manager doesn't appreciate him. It's time to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is, Logan, most of our guys are in that situation. Yeah. 
or they get hurt. Chris Richards yeah. hurt. Geo hurt. Pulisic's been hurt a few times this year. You know, like the, that's another running theme with all of our players. So Mueller coming back over here to tie it back together says, all it takes is a Morse injury. All it takes is a Morse injury, a PFOC out of form, a Pepe not playing well. Maybe I got a shot if I'm playing well. And that may may have caused him to come back over. Yeah, these are big, uh, big games. And we'll get into a couple of the U.S. players that had some nice weekends this weekend. But uh, like a Hazy Ferreira, he's playing his way right now into a World Cup roster. I mean, just the way that he's played so far this season. Um, I mean, you've got guys like Brandon Vasquez that's kind of thrown his name into the pool, just like, hey, I'm still here. Um, you might not know much about me, but I, I'm here. And it's guys like this, like you said, Jordan. I mean, and I think that's where we're going to get to next is kind of that growth of MLS is that we got to make sure that this becomes a league. Like, I, I, I take a lot of these teams up against some of these Scottish Premier League teams. Like, I've seen the Scottish oh, yeah. play. Like, I've seen the championship-level teams play. LAFC can compete with Fulham. Like, they just can't, which is shocking. Like, I know, that's crazy. And people will probably look at this podcast and go, yeah, right. They could. They could. They, like, they could definitely compete with teams like that um, at the top of that championship level, even at the bottom of the prem. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you throw up some of these MLS teams against – and we'll get to see some of that uh, hopefully soon. But, um, we, you know, I think that some of these teams can compete. I mean, we're getting to see, like, Arsenal. I never thought Arsenal would play Orlando City. Like, that is not something that I ever thought would happen, but it's going to happen. Um, so you're getting you're to see. to go. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, they're like, oh, you can go see Arsenal. Who is it? They play Chelsea, I think, too, here. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, hey, I'd rather see like the <laughs> Arsenal because the other one's at Camping World and I hate Camping World. And I was like, yeah, the other yeah. one's at Exploria. It's Arsenal versus Orlando City. I'd much rather see that game than Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, so I don't know. But like a lot of these teams, I mean, the, the MLS, that's the next step we got to take. We need MLS to get to a point now where people do. And I think that's coming with this World Cup and over the next couple of years as we progress into 2026. I think, I think you're going to start to see the world turn and look over its shoulder because anytime the United States, and this is kind of a bragging right that we have, anytime the United States comes up with something, a plan, and they get this youth play in the system, we become one of the best sporting world or sporting leagues in the world. And I, and I think that's what people are ultimately scared of. They're looking over their shoulder constantly going, oh, crap, here they come. Because now we've got, like you and I were just talking, we've got Jesse Marsh uh, over in, in the Prem. Now, like we've got American coaches rising through the ranks. We've got players going through the ranks. We've got players coming back to MLS that that could play in the Prem. Like, I mean, that that's a big thing for us. And I think MLS going forward, I think you're going to see some of that growth. But it's all important. I think that's why Chris has decided to come back. I think he's decided that this league is not an easy league and, and one that you can actually compete for a World Cup roster spot. So he's back. Let's move on to the game. So we had a Texas Derby here, but before we get to that, we had the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final. The second leg is scheduled for May 4th in Seattle with 61,000 seats sold or something. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Um, Pumas had a 2-0 lead, but Seattle gets two late penalty kicks in the 77th and 90 plus nine minutes. It definitely was something uh, going our way in the sense of CONCACAF for once, so that was nice. Uh, away goals don't count in the final, but 
it sets it up nicely for two two. That's nil nil. Get to your home stadium in front of sixty one thousand fans. You're better than this Pumas team. I I assure you, you are. Now go out there and play like it. And the fact that they survived the away leg when it was two nothing makes me a little bit more confident that we might Logan. I'm not gonna jinx it. I'm knocking on wood here. We may get our first MLS Cup. Uh, I mean, our first MLS winner of the CONCACAF Champions League. And you called that before mm. in the episode you did by yourself that we were going <laughs> to have a MLS Cup winner. Uh, I mean, MLS winner in the CONCACAF Champions League. How safe do you think that is right now um, going into the game on uh, th- th- win Thursday? Thursday. Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Yeah. May 4th. May 4th. May the 4th be with us. Um, Jordan, you know how Pumas is feeling right about now? It's over. We are screwed. Going into a lumen field, Jordan, that once caused <laughs> the an The first time I've had that used on me, and that is awesome. <laughs> it's so great, I'm isn't it? i the one doing it. I know. I had to get to, like, I had to figure I, I figured out this out when I've done my own podcast now, because I'm now yes, playing yeah. around with it. Now I'm like, all right, I got this. Um, but no, Jordan, I, I, they're going into a, a stadium where, with the, the, for those that don't know, that don't watch American football, um, that caused an earthquake one time a very small earthquake in the fan base because the fans were so crazy they're heading to a lumen field jordan this thing is going to be wild i mean the atmosphere we might not have ever seen anything like it this atmosphere i mean we, we've got a pretty crazy atmosphere in nashville we had a pretty cool atmosphere in austin really cool atmosphere in la with lafc but i think this one it's going to hit like seismic portions like i think we're going to get into uh a uh a battle with just the fact that like we're becoming uh, a soccer giant. I mean, we're taking down some of these big Mexican teams that once ruled the land. And now it, it's starting to become apparent that I think you're right. I think Jordan, you said it, uh, that Seattle looked like the favorites uh, and I expect them to go out and win. They're a home game two two it's back to a draw and you're at your home and they're playing extremely well uh, in champions league. They're starting to play really well in the league again. So it's, it's time. It's time that the U S finally, gets a team in CONCACAF Champions League, and I'm hoping, or Canada, and I'm hoping that uh, Seattle can bounce them. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is going to be there, so why not? <laughs> Eating Skittles. That was great. Uh, I don't know if I'd say they're doing super well. In super MLS well. Right probably now, one right? of the best teams in the league. They were on a yeah. roll, though, for a while. Well, they lost to Inter-Miami on the 16th. They lost to San That's Jose. It. Those are hard teams to beat, okay? No. Yeah, yeah. Why did I think they were – I guess I'm making stuff up at this point, so – don't believe but, anything say. but what I, I I do think they're sacrificing a lot of the league play for for this and I think that we asked I asked you this I think before what would you rather be right like miss the playoffs completely or win the Champions League it's win the Champions League be the first team to ever do that and guess what it's not even summer yet they have plenty of time to turn it around once they win this mm-hmm. and I think they can. I think they can turn it around still. I mean, what? They're sitting uh, five points from a playoff spot. That's quite a few games in hand, too, I think. They only played seven. Yeah, with, with two to three games in hand. If you win those games in hand, you're near that. <laughs> you're near there, right? So... That is something that um, is a possibility for them. I think 
it's going to be okay. I think they have to win this, though. I don't know how bad we will feel if they end up losing this game. This is the best chance an MLS club has ever had. Uh, I know RSL sticks out in my mind because they had some chances on their home leg, which was the second leg as well, after a tied first leg, I think. But they couldn't do it, and then they lost on penalties or lost late in the game. Montreal had something similar. LAFC was a one-off, and that was probably another really good shot. COVID times, no fans, really. But this is like, you're going home to 61,000. You have a 2-2 tie. Close it out. Win 3-0, 3-1, get it done. I think they can do it. I'm hoping they do it. So uh, what happens if they win? Like, having gotten this far in my... They lift the trophy. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> what, what, What is the step that we... Don't we have... Do we have to beat a South American team to get to, like, the Club World Cup? Is that no, they'll works? go right into the Club World Cup. Now, the thing is, the Club World Cup is structured awfully. Um, it's going to be in China? Is that what it is? That would make sense. It was in Dubai last time, I believe, because Chelsea was there. Holy cow, do you play that many teams? Well, you know, they're changing the rules. Mm. Um, So this might actually be different. Last year, what it is, it used to just be seven teams. And that's what we got in Abu Dhabi. So CONCACAF had one representative, and it was Monterey. And what happened is the way that they had it structured is you had a first round and they would enter in in the second round and then you would go to the semifinals if you beat the second round and then you go to the final. Mm. The final is where you would face off against the EPL or UEFA, you know, the UEFA champ. But this says for future Club World Cups, They're going to go to 24 teams. Holy crap. And that CONCACAF would get three teams. North, Central, and Caribbean. I wonder how that would work. They don't know how it's going to work yet, I guess. I just want our team to, like, play one of the big boys. Watch us win it, and then they like they skip us for this going because they can't figure out this twenty-four team format at first. And they're like, "We'll do it next year," and then we don't get a chance to go. That would suck. I don't see them doing that. It's a money grab for even. yeah. Like it definitely is a money grab. I mean, if you look at the teams that were in it last year, those are not those are not clubs that not. Or I would say most people don't know these clubs that were in it last year. Well, yeah, because it should just – so I, I, I understand them wanting to do like 24 teams, but it should just mm-hmm. be the winner of the confederate – each confederation goes there. That's what it should That's be. That's what I feel. It should be the UEFA champion versus the Asian champion versus the CONCACAF champion versus the, the Conobol champion. Yeah. You know, that's how it should be. But they're – exactly, it's a money pit now that they're like, let's get 24 teams and have it like a real World Cup, which is fun. 
but how do we qualify then? Does it have to be through the CONCACAF or can we have, or will it be like the CONCACAF plus the runner up gets in plus the, what's the secondary league we got going on in CONCACAF? The, um, the one that like some of the smaller nations play in, maybe the winner of that gets in there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or leagues cup. Maybe the leagues cup winner gets in. Who knows? Let's get to MLS, I guess. So we had a Texas Derby. Houston took a lead five minutes in against Austin. Um, then we get two goals from Austin, 39th and 66th minute. Jerusi scores what is his seventh goal, I believe. Yes, seventh goal. Austin has now won four of their last five games logan that puts them in second place in the west with 20 points that puts them above any eastern conference team in the supporter shield rankings what are your thoughts here on just austin and what they've achieved in year two yeah what a turnaround right um i mean we were talking last year they should have been contention for that wooden spoon but they did start to get an attack, and that attack has carried over into the season. I mean, it it is impressive that the team has been built um, so quickly, and I think that kind of not quite Nashville level, but getting there. Um, they just don't they don't defend as well, uh, but they do score better than Nashville does. Uh, so I mean, it, it's a lot of fun to kind of watch Austin come into its own because it it was a fan base that was uh, starving for success. Uh, and now they're getting it. They lead the league in goals. They're tied with LAFC with 21 goals, uh, which is majorly impressive. Um, I guess the biggest concern right now is the Brad Stuver thing. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw it. Probably did if you even watched the game or any highlights. It was an awesome goal by Sebastian Ferreira, but uh, Stuver goes down in the goal. And I guess he, like, he had a laceration in his knee or something. He had to like stitch it up. So he should be back. Um, no structural damage, but he'll miss some time with the with the stitches, I'd imagine. So maybe a week, a couple weeks. I don't know how long stitches will take to kind of heal that. But it was an ugly scene um, as he went rattling into the goal. But I don't know. I'm really impressed with Josh Wolf. <laughs> Jordan, you and I were talking about it was a Josh Wolf out maybe kind of moment um, when we had the guys on um, from Moon Tower Soccer. So it was it, it was cool to have them on and kind of say, hey, you know, what, what are you expecting? They weren't expecting too much, but now this team's come out um, and, and has really shown the league that this team can compete. And they've got money. They'll spend it. They've shown they'll spend it. Uh, so now it's about maybe adding maybe a few more pieces with some of that money that they've got. So I don't know. I really like this team. Uh, I really like the way that they've kind of come in and defended better than they did last year. And now they've got an attack to boot. So it's, uh, it's great. I love seeing that they have success. So here's a move i didn't realize happened today just to go back a bit real salt lake have completed the signing of jefferson savarino from atletico mineral minero for two million plus 500k incentives they need to go through allocation order so this Hmm. is uh what they did they had to pay around 450k in gam to move up. They, so Austin is receiving 325k gam from RSL to move to number 2 to swap from number 2 to 1. FC Cincinnati is receiving 125k plus 25k of gam incentives 
Then that means Cincinnati is returning to the top spot after um, RSL gets their guy. This is just peak MLS. Guys, <laughs> reading this, it's like, wow. There you go. Um, so FC Cincinnati has now received 225k in guaranteed GAM and 25k in conditional GAM, and a pair of trades that re- resulted mm-hmm. them in keeping the number one spot in the allocation order. It's funny how they go to extraordinary lengths. They go to more lengths to do that, Jordan, than they do to actually build a club. <laughs> <laughs> like, that damn it, we'll true. stay, we'll stay in the, we'll stay in the number one spot in the allocation order. Won't do anything successful with it, but hey, we tried. It's important. It's like coveting like prospects that <laughs> in baseball. You know that you're like, oh, I'd rather win the World Series, but I guess. <laughs> We'll get a or like NFL coveting draft picks, right? Like, oh, we yeah. need to have our number one draft pick. Amazing. All right, let's go to uh, Toronto, Cincinnati. Talking of Cincinnati, this was at BMO Field, and Cincinnati had a two nil lead through Murphy in the forty fourth minute, Acosta in the fifty second, Jimenez pulled one back for Toronto. Toronto had 65% possession. They had 11 shots to Cincy seven, but they each had three shots on goal. Cincy gets two of those into the net and where we currently reside with them in the table is Cincinnati in 11th with 10 points and Toronto in eighth with 11 points. So neither of these clubs move well, I guess Cincinnati moves from the bottom to the middle of the pact. Uh, so that's good for them. I don't really know what to make of Cincinnati. They've been good at times this year mm-hmm. and been kind of like mid-table, and then they like go back down for a bit. Like This is their first win in five games. Those other four games, three of those were losses. One of those was a draw. And that draw was against a bad Atlanta United team, a team that I feel like we're coming to terms with that Atlanta is just not good this year. But keeping it on Cincinnati and Toronto right now, which one of these, they're only a few points apart here, one point apart. When's the separation going to start coming in? Because from a fifth place Logan, NYCFC Mm -hmm. with 13 points, to 13th place <laughs> is three points. Uh, when are we going to start getting some of the separation of the really bad teams? And like, where do you find Cincinnati? Are they going to stay mid table here or do they have a shot of, you know, another wooden spoon here to add to their trophy case? It's a good question because I mean, uh, up until I guess about three weeks ago, New York city FC has hadn't been winning. So it was like a cluster of really bad teams playing against each other. I, I think it, it's more of that Jordan. And I was going to kind of make that comment too. It was like, I think the sixth and seventh spot realistically this year looks like who wants it? I mean, we, we, this is crazy. I mean, that for how stout the West usually is and probably will be at the end of the season. I mean, we'll look back at it and go, man, that West conference is just absolutely stacked. You look at this Eastern conference and it's like, what's going like, what? I don't even know what to make of it. Like Atlanta's has a lot of injuries. They got Joseph hurt. Um, uh, Arujo's hurt. Like a, 
like i don't i don't really know like where do you go from here like how do you i think it's more of a who wants it more right i mean right it's got to be that from the top of the table in the east 18 points the union to bottom dc united there's only nine points that's three Mm -hmm. games logan uh three games that can change the fate of your club right now 10 games in nine games in however far we're in we're about two months into the season here and we still don't know anything about the east orlando started off good I could conceivably see them dropping a bit because mm-hmm. you've had NYCFC come out of nowhere. Montreal is sitting fourth place. If we want to talk about that. Um, the crew are back in a playoff spot now. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? New England was near the bottom. They're now up to ninth place. Everything is chaos. And you know what's sad is that we're actually still with DC and Chicago at the bottom, which is kind of where they've been for the last decade. So that is disheartening if you're one of their fans it's it 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 is the they've named them the wrong divisions i mean it doesn't make sense directionally but they're the wild east like it it (laughs) good luck predicting the east (laughs) that's what it should be every year like it should just be we should we should just honestly start doing live shows and throwing darts at the dartboard um to (laughs) see like where they kind of fall yeah because i mean jordan you're talking about this 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 year Teams like the Rebs sitting in ninth. Um, Charlotte FC, who a lot of people are going to write off and say they're the wooden spoon, like us. Hell, they might even get a playoff spot this year. Like, it, it's so crazy. Um, I didn't expect the fire to be this bad um, this early on. I didn't expect Miami to be as good as they have been. Um, it, it just is. It just seems like uh, it's this why we love the league. I mean, it, So it, here's, here's what, right, the East – like I said, nine points from first to last. Mm-hmm. In the West, it's 22 points to four. 18 <laughs> points. Logan, 18 divided by three is what? Nine, six. right? That's six. Six, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that is six games. I'm not good at math. That is six games difference that have to go your way. And at mm-hmm. that point, it becomes more of like a, oh, Probably not going to happen. Now, if we, even if we don't want to take the top of the West, it starts to get a little bit more realistic, I guess. Dynamo in seventh place with 12 points to Vancouver with four. That is, what, a, a eight-point difference? Mm-hmm. That difference from seven to 14 Still. is almost the difference, Logan, from first to 14. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at right now with the state of the Eastern Conference. No consistency. None. Except the Union? Maybe? Kind of? Yeah, I mean, they haven't won in three games. Like, Montreal is one of the worst teams in the league starting the season. Now they're one of the, they're probably the best. Probably them or Austin. Well, let's see. Well, if we're talking about East, let's look at just the East. Yes, Montreal would be at the top of your power rankings in the East. They've had four wins and one draw in five mm-hmm. games. Logan, as I count here, that is the only team without a loss in their last five games in the East. Yeah. Yep. Austin yep. would be your other one with four wins and one draw if you're looking at the West. There's a lot of red on the sheet. <laughs> there is, at. especially in the East. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lots of L's. <laughs> a lot of green in that top of that West, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Hmm. No pun intended there. All right, let's let's move on to the next game. I guess uh, we're we're kind of just kind of loosely going through here. Uh, RSL beat LA Galaxy one nil. Silva scored in the 49th minute. Stat wise, this finished with LA Galaxy having 64% possession and 13 shots to six. But RSL wins. So make of that what you will, I guess. <laughs> Uh, that leaves them currently sitting in uh, fifth of the West, and Galaxy still sit third. An alarming stat of the day, Jordan. The Galaxy only scored nine goals. Good Five night. of those through Javier Chicharito. So are we saying all or nothing? Needs to be Javier or going to be nobody. <laughs> That's crazy. Nine goals. And they're sitting third. I have 10. I have 10 on FB right 10. Okay. A little nine or but 10. But still, Either half way. of your goals are coming. Bottom of the league. Yikes. Uh, we also had Montreal beat Atlanta 2-1. to one. Uh, Miller scored in the fourth minute. Uh, Moreno pulls one back in the 51st for Atlanta to equalize it. And then Torres... Scores for Montreal. Atlanta had 61% possession. Montreal ended up with more shots, 15 to 12. They each had five shots on target. So that helped Montreal climb the table a bit. But Atlanta, Logan, this is where we can kind of talk about Atlanta, who sit still surprisingly in a playoff spot, seventh place. But they have not won since April Second, that's a month ago as of today. They've had three losses and one draw against Cincinnati in their last five games. Is The new manager bump is gone, mm-hmm. right? Like we now have to figure out, is it just injuries or is it the team not working well under Gonzalo Pineda or is it just, you know, what is it that is making this team just play so bad? I mean, one, definitely injuries. I mean, Joseph Arujo, Brad Guzan, Santiago Sosa, like they all spent time. It seemed, I think they they had like a stat. I think there were only like two or three guys that hadn't spent time that were hurt or on an injured list. It was a wild one. Uh, if you go and look at their stats, like games played and stuff, uh, there's only three guys that have played all their games, Marcelino Mourinho, uh, you know, uh, Lennon, and then Gutman. Other than that, I mean, there's like six, five. There's a spatterings of four, um, which is never good. Ozzy Alonso gone for the year. Um, Dom Dwyer is never going to stay healthy. So if you're relying on that to be good, I mean, this is like a, a this is, looks like the U.S. men's national team roster. I mean, this looks like a team that's just fractured. And Jordan, you and I, uh, like we talked about this last year. Gonzalo Pinedo did an excellent job last year to get them up off the mat. But Joseph Martinez is never going to be Joseph Martinez again. Uh, I'm pretty certain in saying that one um and after that i mean it, it, the team falls off quickly in talent i mean marcelino moreno is not playing like he did last year 
yeah, I mean, that he had a great year last season. Uh, expected him to kind of be a dark horse MVP candidate maybe, but he hasn't been as good. Uh, their attack hasn't been as good. Well, did you know who leads them in goals right now? It That's is be Marino, yeah. It is Marino with Joseph Martinez with two. I was going to say, have two. two. And Moreno's a midfielder, creative midfielder. He's not really – I mean, he's going to score some, but not – I mean, you can't rely on him, right? I mean, he's kind of like a Hani Mukhtar. You kind of have to give him the ball and let him be the magician, like a talisman. But, yeah, this team, I think, what, Jordan, you and I kind of agree on the fact that they might just have to blow this thing up. I mean, it seems like – Kind of where got... they've been for the last few yeah. years, by the way. Uh, yeah, so here's their goal scorers. Brooks Lennon with one, Moreno hmm. with two, Almeida, uh, Almada with one. Martinez with two, uh, Ronaldo uh, Cisneros with one, uh, Caleb Wiley with one, uh, Rajo with one, Mulraney with one, Dom Dwyer with one. That's their 11 goals. They're spreading the wealth, but uh, Dom Dwyer, five games played, one start, only 162 minutes. One goal, and it was a penalty kick. I mean, their goal differential is not bad. Like, they don't give up a ton. They're negative, though, aren't they? Yeah, negative two, I think, according to FB Ref. That yep, could be wrong. Negative two. Um, I mean, they're, they're they're with Philly and Orlando and goals scored. <laughs> they have 11, we have 12. Um, I have 13 I, on Philly. Is it 13? See, FB Ref, I think, are wrong sometimes. Well, FB Ref has 13. Where am I reading that? What am I reading? I don't know. I don't know what I'm reading. I guess I don't know how to read. But you had Orlando's right, 12. Weird. Why does it show that? Ew, it's got... Okay, so it's definitely different. Unless they're not... Oh, I'm not... So they don't put the PKs in goal scored. That's kind of weird. On the bottom stats. All right, so that makes sense. Okay. Okay, I'm on the main... Yeah, the I see main... what you mean. You're in the okay. table. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, but still, negative, negative two. I mean... I don't know. Expected goals, okay. Like, I, this is just—I guess this is just a really average team. But they're—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're not a club, Jordan. That likes average. We know that. Like, that is not a—that's not a place to do average. So where that early success bites you, you might not want the early success. I mean, for Cincinnati, man, we could—you could have three seasons in a row where you finish top ten, and be like, "All right, this is great. It's going in the right direction." Atlanta is like, you know, quick fall. Like you kind of have to go down eventually. And now Charlotte's playing better than them. Orlando's playing better than them. So that can't be good. Miami might start playing better than they will. Charlotte's debatable. They've they've beaten Atlanta on April 10th. Yeah. Then they lost to New England. They drew with the Rapids and they lost to Orlando. But they also have one more game played than them too. But yeah, I've been kind of more surprised by charlotte maybe because i had such a low bar for them maybe that's what it is that it's that's like created this perception in my mind that charlotte's doing better but they're not but the crew have leapfrog them right and the crew we were just talking about how bottom they were like they were near the near the bottom so let's talk about that they beat dc united three nil in columbus uh santo scores in the 28th minute uh ntn in the 43rd nagby in the 75th, you know, maybe DC shouldn't have got rid of their manager. I don't know. Uh, 
Nothing's really changed. 57% possession for DC. They get outshot 13 to 11 to Columbus. Each have three shots on goal, but Columbus converted all theirs. Maybe it wasn't. Hey, maybe it wasn't just the manager. Maybe they should have actually let him bring in some players or give him some time with the players he brought in instead of firing them after six games. Matias Almeida is available if you if you're interested. DC. If oh yeah, you that would really could you imagine? <laughs> If he didn't like Talk San Jose's about, problem, he's say, not going to like DC's. Well, and then that's the other thing, too, is like if DC didn't like Aaron on the side, they're really not going to like Matias Almeida. Well, how about, yeah, how about when Gareth Bale comes, though? Yeah, that's more attractive. But why would, if you're Gareth Bale and you're, well, I guess, if you're, I mean, he hasn't really played much, but if you're Gareth Bale and you look over here and you go, yeah, that's not the team I want to play for. Like, why not LA Galaxy or one of them? Like, I'm pretty it sure would they definitely take... be those or a New York team or a Miami yeah. or something. Ugh. Miami, gross. How about a union? I always wanted somebody to sell in. Yeah, you know, Miami probably wouldn't be best for him because I feel like in Miami there's probably lots of Madrid fans that would probably yeah, they're probably like him, and he would hate it so much. So yeah, probably not a Miami move for Gareth Bale. He's probably looking over, going, Austin has a DP spot eventually coming up because I don't know what happens with Cecilio, but it's like, "Mm, oh yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Gareth Bale in Texas. Hanging out with that. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Great golf courses down there too. Yes, yeah. I, I do wonder if he liked the small town though, you know, because like Austin's I mean, huge though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's not like you know, those players over it's not NYC. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those players overseas just think Miami, LA, New York when they think of America. They don't think of like an Austin. Dude. Gareth Bale, could you imagine the minute he comes into NYCFC City Football and they're like, dude, you got to go play on a baseball field? He goes, I thought we were playing golf, but I'm really confused. <laughs> what sport are we playing? <laughs> yeah, especially how some of those uh, players have like a golf swing. Um, but yeah, uh, New England beat Miami 2 0. Uh, Rivera in the first minute, Buxa in the 64th. Two red cards from Miami with Lowe in the 60th. Quinteros in the 76th minute. Miami had only 33% possession. They only had seven shots. The Revs 18. Revs kind of back on the map here as they get up to ninth place with 10 points. That is only three points from fifth. So uh, one win and those other teams lose and there you go. They're there. Um they have a game in hand of Orlando even, so that could help them out, I guess. But I think it might be time for New England fans to breathe a bit. I don't think it's time for Phil Neville to breathe a bit, though. They had three straight wins, Logan. They did yeah. against New England, Seattle, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But they're sandwiched with two losses in their last five, those three wins still only give them 10 points. So again, they had one point before they went on that stretch. Now they have 10 points. So they're still in the same spot. New England is in where they can make a jump. Their stadium deal went through. We didn't even get really a chance to talk about that yet. But just kind of what are your thoughts on Miami? I I think that Phil Neville 
he can't be the manager next year, right? It's gonna be awkward firing your best friend in it. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be the worst. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't you'll know. find out soon. Yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> thanks, Jordan. I uh, really enjoyed my time here on the podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, I got I got one thing wrong already, and you throw me out. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I like it's the no call no show last week. What? <laughs> I got a tendency to do that. <laughs> At least that was the first Pokemon. <laughs> All right, so oh, people are so lost. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it, with Miami, I, they're they're one of the worst in attendance. I think they're fourth lowest in the attendance, um, and that, that's against teams that just me, uh, like a San Jose. Uh, I think RSL is one. The Rapids, maybe I can't remember which one, but really low in attendance. Uh, even the teams like Cincinnati, who've been really bad in the past, have really good attendance compared to them. They're opening that new stadium deal, but man, this. This seems like one of those perfect storms, doesn't it? Like a team that just sucks. And I guess it's kind of like the thing in Miami to do. Um, you just spend a lot of money on a stadium and your team just sucks. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. Could you imagine being a Miami sports fan right now? That would be brutal. I mean, besides the heat, the heat are pretty decent. But could you imagine being a Dolphin fan, a Marlin fan, and a Miami fan, like an inter-Miami fan? I guess like, your only good thing is the heat, right? Like, yeah, they're the uh, only good team ever, like but, ever. <laughs> here's what I kind of think about their timetable. I'm reading an article here. It says they're aiming for 2025 new stadium. So That's, you got to fire Phil Neville yeah. this year. You could be competitive. Right? Because what you want to do, exactly. You don't want to pull a Cincinnati, right? Where you launch the stadium yeah. with a brand new manager, brand new GM, right? You want a successful team going into the state, a Nashville, right? Nashville's had the buildup to launch their stadium Mm -hmm. and they're a successful team. And guess what? That place was packed. That place was hyped. Miami is going to want the same thing. So you're probably going to have to let go of Phil Neville at the end of this year. He's not the answer. That gives you 23 and 24 to put good product on the field, maybe relaunch again giving you a 25 where you're actually playing well when you launch your stadium and people are excited and that increases from the 13,000 average attendance to like 20. Then Wayne Rooney takes the team, Pep Guardiola, like, you know, big names out there. No, but seriously, like you got to do better. Martino. That actually is realistic. When he's done with Mexico. Yeah. He'll get fired from Mexico. He will at the end of the world cup. I guarantee it. Yeah, he or Greg, I think Greg Berhalter fit in well in Miami. I don't know. I don't know if Miami would like. I think it with Miami being like the posh, uh, the rich area it is, but also like the um, like what Latin culture, right? That they have. Yeah, like they're they're really Hispanic driven, right? I feel like you want to get a coach with that sort of identity because like there probably are a lot of fans there that are like barcelona or madrid fans like whenever messi goes around there they freak out right like yeah so you want to get somebody with those sensibilities i think because they that'll be what they would want a name that they recognize a name that they can identify with not phil neville marcelo bielsa (laughs) that'd be fun there you go uh, Orlando beat Charlotte at Exploria Stadium. Uh, 16 minutes into Shara scored, Torres scored in the 45th plus one. 
And guess what? Our boy. Our buddy. Christian Fuchs. Our guy. They're, you know who got Fuked? Orlando, Orlando. did that time. <laughs> Penalty kick. Christian Fuchs scores to make it 2-1. Um, and there you go. That's all she wrote. But, uh, you know, good for Orlando to actually get a win here. They've kind of been yeah. stalling a bit. They had lost against the Red Bulls 3-0. They had two straight wins before that, and then they had lost to LAFC a month ago. So trying to get them back on the on the goal. Because, I mean, their goal scoring has not been great either, Logan. Their no. two lead goal scorers have two goals. Mm-hmm. That's Facundo Torres and Urkan Cara. Yeah, it's it, it's that same crap we got into last year. We get to this point where it's just treading water. Um, I'm afraid it's the same thing this year. You want to know about the same thing this year? Chicago Fire. Uh, Shakiri, 17th minute in, gets a penalty kick. Uh, New York pulls uh, an equalizer. Kilmala, the 75th minute. Then you get two reds, Chicago, Duran, and uh, Shizkos in the 83rd minute, and then Kamala getting a penalty kick in the 90 plus one to, uh, to give Red Bulls the victory. Pretty big for Red Bull to get the victory away from home late. Probably what they needed. They're sitting really pretty right now, Logan. They're in second place of the East. They have 17 points. That's only one back of Philly. That's tied with Orlando, but one game less than Orlando's played. Red Bulls have been a revelation this year, which is surprising because we had them eighth. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I love their defense. Nealis and Aaron Long. Aaron Long's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, Cornell's been fantastic since he's come over. Uh, Caceres has been really good. Lewis Morgan's been fantastic for them. His four goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Red Bull. They're one of the top teams in this league. Uh, they press still, and it's annoying. Uh, Orlando got to figure that one out. So I don't know. I, I really like Red Bull right now. I think they're doing a nice job. Gerhard seems to have them going the right right direction. So they're deep. Going to SKC. They draw with Dallas 2-2. Johnny Russell penalty kick gives them a lead. Valesco uh, gets an equalizer for Dallas. For, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus Ferreira gets the lead for Dallas in the 42nd minute. Daniel Shalloway scores in the 77th minute after a red card to Cervania on Dallas to make it 2-2. But the big thing is here, Logan, Gotti Kinda is out for the year. Mm-hmm. So now they're out Gaddy Kinda. Now they're also out Polito. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to call time of death for SKC's playoff hopes, calling it May 2nd, 644 p.m. I had them second place in the West, and I'm thinking that's not happening now. <laughs> no, this is a really bad team. I mean, it, it's really crazy to say this uh, under Peter Vermees, but things just haven't bounced their their way. And you and I knew this going in. We, we kind of figured that Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallow, we were going to have the same kind of seasons. I think we thought they were going to have good seasons, but they weren't going to have that meteoric rise that they had last year. And they could not, they can't handle those two not having a MVP type seasons that the two of them had last year. So 
Yeah, Gotti Kinda down, Alan Polito down, their scoring options down, their defense isn't as good. Um, yeah, this is uh one of the worst SKT, SKC teams in a long time, huh? Like this is uh this is brutal. I mean they're really brutal to watch. NYCFC beat San Jose 3-0. Not much to talk about here, but all those goals are going to come late. Yankee Stadium, bottom of the ninth. Uh, Keaton Parks in the 74th minute. Dos Santos in the 78th. And Gloucester in the 88th minute. San Jose, still bad. Are you surprised by that at all? I'm shocked. 13th thought... place in the West with uh, six points. I mean, I thought bringing Wondolowski back. Uh, but, I mean, he's not playing. But <laughs> No, I'm not shocked at all. This is like, it's sad because they got some good young talent. I thought they always have had some pretty decent young talent. They just – this team just seems to have no soul. So, I don't know. Brutal. Uh, Tennessee Titans soccer team opened up their yeah. stadium. <laughs> Kids, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, for people that don't know, that's a reference to People Magazine, who sent out an article today saying that Reese Witherspoon was watching the Tennessee Titans soccer club. Mm-hmm. Did you know, Logan, that the, you know this club has nothing to do with Tennessee Titans? <laughs> it's not even like it's the same owners or anything. I don't know why they don't they... even play in the same stadium anymore. <laughs> Right, right. He moved right. out of it. <laughs> uh, but fun trivia fact, the first goal scored in Geodas Park Stadium was... Chris Johnson. Uh, oh, sorry. was Ura uh, from the Philadelphia Union in the 66th minute. Then there's a penalty kick for Randall Leal in the 85th. Could have been another penalty after that uh, on... Um, was it Corey Burke? It hit his... Uh, elbow. Uh, elbow could have been called I like that it wasn't not just as a biased union fan but he's jumping I, 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 I don't know what else goal. you're supposed to do yeah. like we cannot it cannot be that by the book at times you know it's just common sense at times yeah there's there's times too I mean I know they can't really do this because then it gets more into that gray area stuff but there are times seriously where I'm like that was not going anywhere like that had no chance to go anywhere but to the guy's hand like the ones that are like two feet from the guy and it hits him in the hand and drops like outside the box yeah sometimes they won't call it because it's ball to hand but yeah sometimes they will and you're like like, i don't know what else you're supposed to do where do you what is and was that really going to go anywhere is the next thing it's like where that wasn't really i don't know that's a weird rule but soccer uh, so yeah, Nashville SC had 30,109 people at that brand new stadium. It looked beautiful. I it's have to gorgeous. make a trip there yeah. at some point. I got to watch it because my, um, softball games were rained out. So that worked out perfectly. I was me. wondering how you're getting to like, well, I've tweeted. I'm like, that's pretty yeah. sure it's softball day. Huh? Yeah. That's fun. Got I rained out. Out the right field watching like, a game or something. My goodness. So I did like nothing the whole day yesterday. It was wonderful. I mean, I, I did too. like, I Same. vacuumed, I did some laundry and stuff, but mm-hmm. mostly it was sitting on the couch watching sports and mm-hmm. um, playing video great. games and stuff. It's it was a great. good weekend. Yeah. Uh, LAFC beat Minnesota really late here in the game. Hollings had in the 82nd minute. Safuentes 
in the 90th minute to give LAFC a 2-0 victory over Minnesota. And we also skipped a game. I apologize. Colorado, Rubio scored in the 30th minute. He's going to get a red card in the 63rd. And then, um, uh, was it Michael Anthony K uh, is going? Mark Anthony K. Why did I say Michael? Uh, Mark Anthony K gets a goal in the 90 plus fifth to get Colorado the win over Portland. So, one more time for everybody top of the East Philadelphia Union, Red Bulls, Orlando City, Montreal, NYCFC, Columbus Crew, Atlanta United. Those are your playoff spots. Toronto, New England, Charlotte. Cincinnati, Miami, Chicago, D.C. are your teams outside of the playoffs. In the West, top of the West, LAFC, Austin FC, LA Galaxy, FC Dallas, RSL, Minnesota, Houston. Those are your playoff spots. Colorado Rapids, Nashville, Portland, Sporting KC, Seattle, San Jose, Vancouver are your teams out of a playoff spot. I know we're running long here. Let's get to the game of the week preview. It's time for the match of the week preview. Game of the week slash match of the week, whatever you want to call it. Preview is when we uh, take a look at the schedule coming up and say, hey, this game looks pretty good because sometimes you just need somebody else to tell you what to watch. So we have on (laughs) May 4th, Cincinnati versus Toronto in an actual MLS game at 7.30, uh, so you can watch that as a precursor to Seattle versus Pumas, Ooh. leg two of the CONCACAF Champions League on FS1. Partey. Saturday. So what's the game of the week there, right there, on Wednesday? We're all watching Cincy Toronto, right? Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to see how Toronto uh, gets you know, going forward, and, and of course we're looking at Pumas, right? We want Pumas to win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say turn off that game. Doesn't matter. No, of course. We're, all eyes are going to be on Seattle Pumas at 10 o'clock. That game will start at 10 o'clock, but it actually kicks off schedule for 9.30 in the morning. So that's kind of wild. Actually, you. since it's CONCACAF, it should be <laughs> 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's only them less ones that love throwing God, that up. That's brutal. I got to stay up to kind of watch that too. Oof. Saturday, we have Charlotte versus Miami at 3.30. That's on Unimas, TUDN, and Twitter. Montreal versus Orlando in a surprising top of the top four matchup. There you go. Uh, Six o'clock is Atlanta, Chicago for teams that are underachieving. Uh, New York Red Bulls versus Portland in a fun matchup against a Western Conference team over here on the East. NYCFC facing off against SKC. Guess what? That's at City Field. Not Man City Field. It's a, I, I, it's a baseball stadium, folks. DC United versus Houston at 7.30. Um, New England Revs versus Columbus at 7.30. Minnesota versus Cincy at 8 o'clock. Dallas and Seattle at 8.30. San Jose, Colorado at 10. Oh, jeez. LAFC versus <laughs> Philly at 11 p.m. <laughs> Why? Why at 11? Who schedules games? Because that's 8 o'clock Western time. Well, they're morons. I don't care. Guess what? what? Kick off 11.08. At least it's not like 11.30. Oh, yeah, because 22 minutes makes a difference. <laughs> it does. It's, it does. This it really 11 does. 11 o'clock? I can't watch that. I'm, I'm old. It is a Saturday. But still. <laughs> 
This is when the afternoon game should be. Saturday should be like cut off at 10 o'clock. That's it. Let's get this in order here. Um, Sunday, Vancouver versus Toronto at 4 o'clock. Nashville versus RSL at 5. Austin and LA at 7. That's on FS1. We only have, Logan, two nationally televised games this week. The Unimas game on Saturday and then the FS1 game on Sunday. That's ridiculous that that you, I guess, I don't know the hell. I don't think TVs operate at 11 PM in the East coast. Um, so <laughs> do they really? Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but what, what you're right. This is stupid. Like I get the Sunday game being that, but like only, and I hate the Twitter games. God, I hate the Twitter games. I've been this watching on Rooney Moss and then just being able to turn it. To, yeah. For the YouTube TV, you can turn it. Yeah. To you can American turn the broadcast. audio. Which is great. It is. It's the one benefit for Fubo. You couldn't do it, and for Fubo, you there was no option. Really? Yeah, there was no option to switch it to the English version. And I like I, I'll listen to some of the Spanish, but then there's parts where I just like I can't. I'm like I just can't because I don't. Well, know if you happen on. to look away, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's true. But God, there's some good games this week for not being. Yeah. So what's your match of the week? I'm gonna go for the opposite of what you're probably going for. I'm going Austin LAFC. Uh, only in the fact that that's two and three going against each other. Two Western LA Giants. Galaxy. Yeah, sorry. Did I say LAFC? Yeah, they can't play because they're playing at 11 o'clock. They're playing at 11 o'clock the night before. They right. can't play. I'm, I'm just not able to get over that. That's why I keep saying it. But, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the Galaxy and Austin game. I think Austin – I'm going to go with Austin winning that game. No, it's at Q2, so it's a home game for Austin. But that stadium will be absolutely rocking it'll be all right all right all right on a sunday afternoon so the stadium's rocking don't come knocking right. uh so seven o'clock i should be home in time for that one so that'll be good will you home will you be home in time for oh. the 11 o'clock game on oh hold on saturday? hold on oh sorry may 8th that's mother's day right i should be off of softball actually i may not play that week they usually take off for like mother's day or whatever yeah, it'd be pretty solid huh i'll check i'll have to check my schedule but uh, no, I may not be home in time for the eleven o'clock game. I was kind of hoping you're such a party animal. I'm like, <laughs> that's when I start going out, Logan. That's the start of my evening on a Saturday. I was hoping night. for eight o'clock so I could be done, then ten o'clock hit the town. <laughs> uh, my game of the week. I want to know what you mean by the opposite. I'll, so I'm going to say mine, and you let me know if you agree. I guess. Um, I'm really interested. In, I'm blanking here. How are you not going LAFC and Union? <laughs> it's the top two teams in the whole league. Because I don't like picking the Union. On that's what I thought you were going with. I said opposite because I thought you were going to go opposite LA. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm really liking the Charlotte Miami matchup, but I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay, I'll pick my Union. LAFC versus Philadelphia. We'd be stupid not to. <laughs> I was gonna pick it just so you didn't have to pick your union. Nobody's Maybe. gonna wake up and watch that though. It's so late. It's brutal for the West Coast. Absolutely, it's even brutal for the Midwest and the Mountain West. Like they, these are late. Like Mountain West uh, starting at nine. That's yeah. nine and ten for Mountain Time and Gosh. Central Time. Yeah. Gosh, you know what, Jordan? It'd be a lot more fun if Austin had a guy like this. Like the Phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. You know, because he's from Austin, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's not from there. Where's he from? Pennsylvania. He's from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
the union would have you know what the union would be more exciting if they had like a guy the phenom guy right he's like the lebron james of soccer <laughs> it's fun this was see. uh this, this is everybody after they <laughs> after they are at halftime of the la gal la uh fc versus it's union. over we are screwed once they realize their sleep schedule's all messed up. Yeah. So if you really want, just throw in a throw in a nightquill, put on the nightcap, jump into bed. Jordan likes watching games in bed. I saw this. I do. Tweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, throwing the key. I had the whole weekend to myself too. So but you know what? I had the same amount of room in the bed because my dogs still <laughs> crowded me. They like Yeah. Slept They're right like, next to me. And I'm yeah. like, scooch over so I can use the full bed, but they didn't want yeah. to. But yeah, I think I fell asleep during the last night game, <laughs> the Minnesota LAFC. Mm-hmm. I think once it got to two nothing and there were still like seven minutes left, I was like, I was like, I'm done, <laughs> I'm done, I I can't stay up. So I really don't know how I'm gonna do the eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. We sound so old. There's probably like nineteen year olds listening to us, like. Pfft. I Dude, I'm up till two or three in the morning. Yeah, yeah I can't. Probably sleep until one. So. I wake. I was gonna say I wake up at two or three in the morning. I think sometimes get my day started. Yeah, hit the town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that'll wrap us up here. Oh yeah, gotta hit the night drive. Don't listen Hopefully to this before that game. At 11 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, say, don't listen to this before the UD game. You'll be able to watch it. Like, take a little nap or during halftime. Huh? Not while you're driving, please. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram, Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, or email us Stateside Show at gmail.com. We don't get a lot of emails, so please send an email. I know that's old school, though, like writing emails. People rather just yell at you on Twitter now. But I listened to another podcast the other day, and they asked me to email, and I emailed in. Good. I said, I have never done this in a long time, but I'm going to sit and do it because <laughs> I tell people to do it to us. Yeah. Did you get a response? No. Okay, good. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. They had to go to, like, the internet cafe or something to get there. But sure. we'll respond. We will. Eventually. Yeah. And we would read it on air if you email us. Yeah, we'd be shocked if anybody contacted us. <laughs> we get some Twitter feedback, but we, we do. don't get a lot of the uh, email feedback. Email variety. Or reviews, Jordan. Uh, they can rate and review anywhere they can find podcasts. There's a little segue. And in your review, you can tell everybody to email us. <laughs> yeah, please email these guys so they shut up. <laughs> We still have to give away these uh, these magnets, by the way. So keep an eye on that, I guess. Yeah. Now Maybe they're ironic. Week. Yeah. Now Maybe they're ironic week. because Charlotte's right. playing pretty well. Jordan, they're not ironic. They're iconic. There you go, iconic. Get your iconic stickers, magnets, shirts. You know what I would have loved? I would have loved if we could have bought a shirt, sent it to Christian. <laughs> We really should. We really should. Like he's on the field post game. Oh, it'd be great. He's like, I've never even heard of this show, but I'm gonna wear this. Now we're gonna make it into the fact that 
it was all in favor of Christian Fuchs, not ever anything bad we were ever thinking about Charlotte. No, this was always satire. Yeah, this is always Fuki. This is Fuki. You can also get your curtain is open merch. That's still available. And that curtain is freaking wide open. Need a little bit more help though. Uh, so seeing Ura score was was pretty fun. All right, we'll start heading out. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you stuck around with us long, we're kind of loopy today, but it's our first time with Logan back for a week, so had to catch up on a lot. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week. Let's go Seattle. Be the first MLS club to win MLS. Well, no, not to win MLS. That makes no sense. That's DC United. Uh, to win CONCACAF Champions League. And uh, we'll catch you next time, hopefully in a celebratory manner and not in a depressing manner next week. So hope everyone enjoys it. We'll catch you all next time. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.